giant stalker, dragon stalker, crypt stalker, demon stalker, rift stalker, grown stalker, grip stalker, scourge stalker, wind runner. I'm a pony, lead skill hunter. Welcome to episode 207 of the Hunting Party Podcast. I am Dark Brew from thebrewhall.com and the Brew Hall on Twitter. I am Solar Flare from the Warcraft Hunters Union and Cloak and Quiver. And I'm Delirium from Thrill of the Wild, the Warcraft Hunters Union, and at Delirium Hunts on Twitter. Today is Sunday, December 21st, 2014, and we are broadcasting live on Twitch TV. You can participate in the live chat room where our lovely moderator, Ali Sonder, is there to take your questions. And this week, as you can see, Bendek and Artemis Howell are, are out this week with prior obligations. But but just a quick shout out and congratulations to Artemis Howell. I believe she went uh, completed Mythic High Mall this week. So so congratulations to her. I'm sure that was not an, an easy feat. Yeah, I mean that's that's a huge deal. I think they finished um, you uh, world ninth, uh, U.S. like U.S. like continental U.S. first. Um, if you're including the Oceanic servers, second. But still, I mean. That's nothing to scoff at. That's incredible work. So good job, Artemis, on your success at Heimel. Yes, and look forward to her coming back and, and telling us all about that for sure, for sure. <clears throat> and I apologize to, to for folks for my voice today. I've been a little bit under the weather all week, but uh, <laughs> scraping it together today. So if my voice is a little off. I'm, I apologize. But uh, so well, since our last show, we've, we've definitely got some some news. I guess mostly good news uh, coming our way. We had some MM nerfs, uh, which is never good to talk about nerfs, and some BM and SV buffs. So why don't we jump in and talk about what what has changed since the last time we had a show? So yeah, they they gave us some. Well, yeah, they nerfed kill shot. So basically, there was a small nerf to uh, beast mastery and a little bit larger of a nerf to marksmanship in regards to the kill shot uh, got reduced by 10%. So, I mean, nothing major, right? I mean, it was, it, it trucked. I can see that bringing it a little bit in line. Um, but what they did was they buffed uh, beast mastery and survival. Survival got a really big serpent sting damage increase and beast mastery got better uh, focus fire attack power percentages. So when you pop your focus fire cooldown, it's going to be even more damage. Uh, and what this ended up doing was since both of these abilities like Focus Fire and Serpent Sting affect both single target and AoE to an extent for both specs, it ended up bringing all three of the Hunter specs in line. I mean, the closest it's probably ever been ever in terms of DPS. Like you can get away, I mean, not necessarily min-maxing, but you can get away with playing any spec in Raid now and not really have it be uh, an issue because they're all so close together. Um, and I don't, I've never seen them this close before. Like, the Sims have been, I mean, within uh, an eyelash width apart of each other. Yeah, and when, you, and when you talk about the Sims like that, keep in mind, that's all theoretical Which is true. DPS it is, and it numbers. And so, you know, it, it doesn't play, it never plays out like that. Like, you, it's very rare that you go in... in your meters look like the, the the Sims typically. That unless there's like a huge damage buff on a boss or something like that, it doesn't necessarily work out that way. So, you know, when you go and play them, they're going to be closer than perhaps you're going to see different variation than what you're getting out of the Sims. I should say, right? Different variation because I mean, there's always user error. There's always um, you know mechanics and uh, strategy. Like all of that is a variable, and it all comes into play. But I mean, generally speaking, and and actually seeing uh, this in effect in the last two weeks uh, and week for some of it. I mean, I've been playing survival. Other hunters have been playing marks, and and while you give and take a little bit when you play um, 
and specs. We can talk about that in a little bit. I mean, it's all, it's all right there. I, I didn't see any outliers anymore, except for marksman AOE. Like you can't AOE as marks really because it's garbage. But, um, I mean, everything else is super close. Delirium, yeah. Yeah, that's about what I'm seeing. I think for single target marks and survival are still a decent bit ahead of beast mastery, a little over five percent. But for actual raid encounters, they seem pretty similar, since there's you know only one pure single target fight. So yeah, they they're all looking good. I love how focus fire plays now. It's a huge cooldown, and it I mean that's a bigger base damage increase than bestial wrath now which is kind yes. of insane it doesn't come with some of the other perks of bestial wrath but it's uh i don't know it's really interesting it does make it a little too rng friendly or unfriendly depending on your luck i suppose yeah especially i mean just getting the stack right and then also mm -hmm. i mean <laughs> you were talking about this on twitter too and like the, the tier bonus for bm like resetting bestial wrath like it's right. i think beastmaster is gonna be really wonky in, in Black Rock Foundry, like it's going to be super hit and miss on the meters. Like sometimes you probably crush it, right? Like getting super good frenzy stacks and and just knocking out those resets on Beastial Wrath. Or other times you're just going to get dry spells and it's going to be like a little bit more lackluster. But and, and what what should the strategy be then for folks that are playing Beast Mastery and managing uh, Focus Fire? I mean, you just want to let it gather to max stacks every time and then just pop it as soon as it's available, or how do you want to? How, do you, how, how should people be managing that as they play? It's within Bistro Wrath still, isn't it? That's the most advised. Yeah. So what? just from looking at a lot of logs over the last week, I think it's going to be kind of a crapshoot. There's a... So I, I put out a guide, uh, oh, I don't know, a week ago, a few days ago, I don't know when. Um, and I've got my, my favorite way to do it is have Focus Fire always up during Bistro Wrath because you get about 5% extra damage when you multiply the two together but the people who are getting the best parses on uh warcraft logs are just using it immediately and getting really good rng so if you can get it you know rolling every 20 to 25 seconds you get a new focus fire and use it immediately then you're uh, getting the best possible dps it's kind of random because sometimes you do that and you'll get terrible dps and sometimes it'll be amazing and it's kind of just if you want to go for getting the top parse or if you want to go for, you know, steady, consistent damage. So Sometimes you can squeeze two of them in. But what I've been doing is popping it about 10 seconds before Bestial Wrath, which is usually within a barrage as well, just before. And then um, I'll have it up for Bestial Wrath too, and then just a little bit after as well. So like I like to I like do it early, right? So I, I can still try and get an early reset in, but still have it be up for the big cooldown as well. That's how I've been handling my focus fire. Yeah, and have you done any in high mall solar? Any what? Uh, beast beast mastery. Sorry. Oh heck yeah, dude! I got a rank one this week on Korag. Oh nice, Park. nice. Yeah, no, I, I was doing some sick nasty DPS, dude. It was like twenty nine k. So um, which bosses did you do BM, and which were you survival? Uh, in? man, it was a toss up because for for this week I did survival and BM. I actually threw out my marksman spec, and not because I don't like it. I just wanted to try the new buffs. Um, and I did BM for, uh, Korag and I think that was it. I think I was survival for all the other fights. It was, it was just Korag. Yeah. So I, uh, actually did three runs of normal, just pugged into groups that were doing them, uh, just 
because I wanted to try all the specs in a raid. And it was definitely interesting. I liked Marksman. I still like Marksman mm. for the kind of variety play, but it's so much fun to go back to being able to jump all the time and move around whenever you yeah, want. Yeah, no, oh my gosh, it was such a liberating feeling. Like playing on, yeah. we're doing Mythic Twin Ogre this week, and just being able to move in DPS, it's like you really forget how limiting, like you always feel like caged when you have sniper training. Like, yes. I mean, yeah, it's only, you know, 7 8% plus the crit buff or whatever, but still it's like, you, you can't help but not want to maximize that. And when you can move freely, it's it's a huge sigh of relief to be able to dodge fire easily and not be uh, penalized yeah, for it. Yeah, you don't feel like you're, you're gimping your DPS when you when you do that. Um, so on the Korag fight, were you just able to DPS or were you in charge? Did you get like orb duty or anything like that as well? Yeah, I was on orb duty. I, okay. I, I, get, the, I get the second orb. But ma mainly the reason why I got away with uh, doing some really good damage was just because... Uh, I could cleave too, like just popping yeah. these cleave and all the ads were surrounded by Korag. I mean, you just rank up the damage through that. So, I mean, it wasn't like it was effective DPS, right? So it's physical damage. So it's not going to take away his shield, but it's just going to chop mm -hmm. his health. Yep. Um, but it, it's, a, it's a good multi-purpose tool spec for that fight, I found. Yeah, that was a question I had because I think the shield, uh, re, you know, is magic damage is good for the shield and i was going to wonder would survival be slightly better suited for that fight than than beast mastery or, or is well, it... it it depends on your group composition like if you have a ton of spell casters like which was what we found ourselves in that was why i switched from survival to beast mastery because we still wanted physical dps too and i and i got more of that through bm but like if you're if you're like very melee heavy uh in your raid and you find you want to pop that shield a lot quicker and and, and rush them through those phases a lot faster absolutely i mean survival is going to be almost exclusively uh taking out the shield in fact i think it would be the only thing mm -hmm. i would be doing physical dps it would be your auto shots in your pet if you have to use one cool um yeah and <laughs> I, I also wanted to bring this up too i think we we kind of talked a little bit about more some in-depth stuff, but I just wanted to mention when we were talking about the how how most of the three specs are pretty homogenized now. There there are still perks to having uh, marksmanship, and there are still some perks to having survival. So I want to talk about my experience this week was I did not I had a 6:45 weapon up until Thursday of this week. Okay. Um and and marksmanship is heavily based off of weapon damage, uh and survival less so. Uh, so I found that I was simming a little higher using uh, survival just because I didn't have the, the heavy hitting weapon. So if you guys mm -hmm. find yourself in that position and maybe you're just not feeling marks or whatever, you could switch to survival and not uh, suffer so much of a penalty from your uh, weapon damage. Um, given that, though, survival tends to beat marksmanship. Uh, on single target fights, if you can't really maintain around 80% buff up time on sniper training. So if it's like heavy movement fights, you're probably going to be better off uh, being survival anyway mm -hmm. um, because of the new buff to it. And what I've really been liking about survival is you you, you kind of have a dot class again. Like Serpent Sting does really, really good damage. Like my, yep. my damage breakdown was like 30% Serpent Sting, 30% Explosive Shot, and then like 40% all other. Which was crazy. So working on Brackenspore, uh, we're on Brackenspore Mythic right now. Oh. Being able to dot the ad, the boss, all of the spore shooters, the mushrooms, it was it was crazy, crazy good uh, for that. In in that regard, um, but you still uh, at a loss of that miss steady aim or not steady aim, careful aim 
and execute phases with marksmanship. Yep. So there's still something to be said about that heavy burst that you're getting uh, above 80% health and then below 35% health. Like those are still really great burst tools that you opt out of. So I mean, it's it's kind of a give and take. That was all I wanted to say. Well, well, let's let's stick with survival for a little bit more than and get and just get even more more in depth because what you say because that something I think that could scare some people away. Like you said, in the beginning of a fight, especially if you've got like a, a marks hunter or even a BM hunter, I mean, I think you're going to see survival sort of suffer a little bit on the pull relative to those. And then maybe a little bit once you get into the execute range. But for the most part, I mean, survival is designed to be sort of a steady stream of damage. No, I mean, it's just, you know, it, it punches the same pretty much every punch yeah. hits pretty hard. <clears throat> yes, yeah, it's basically a flat line. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you see a Mark's Hunter in your, you know, on the pull, yeah, you're probably going to see him jump straight to the top of the meter, especially if he gets, you know, lucky with the thrill of the hunt proc or something like that. But that doesn't mean, you know, Mark's is the end-all, be-all still, that, you know, you're going to be doing steadier damage as survival. Um, yeah, and, and like like you just said, it's not really the end-all, be-all. Like, it depends on where you want to delegate your damage. Like, for our practice mm -hmm. for kill, I'm not the person who's really supposed to be just straight tunneling into the boss my job is to get everything dotted up and kill all the ads and survival works amazingly yep. well for that marksman you kind of suffer with that you, you have to wind up shots i mean sure they do big damage but it, it it does not um what does it not do it just it just doesn't get the job done like survival yep. does in that sense that's all it really comes down to and so when what's, what's the talent breakdown looking like for uh survival now what, what talents look pretty good for that well, here's the problem with survival. It is the only spec now that has a 100 focus pool. Um, I've I've been taking hmm. the standard uh, breakdown for talents, Murder of Crows, and Thrill of the yep. Hunt. Um, but I do not enjoy taking Barrage with survival more so than I do the other two specs because it is a serious cut in your focus pool and your rotation flow. Having to dump 60 focus and then build that back up for black <laughs> arrows and stuff like that, it's it's kind of dirty. Uh, unless it's a super obvious um, AOE fight, like say something like Tectus, that would be the only time I'd ever opt to use Barrage. Um, the reason I like Lave Toss is because it, it really doesn't interrupt your rotation at all. It's only 15 focus, and it gives you even more focus to spend on Arcane Shots. And with Thrill of the Hunt, like right. Arcane Shots like your number three damage dealing ability now. Uh, because of that, I, I just prefer the synergy with my focus with using Glaive Toss and and not Barrage. Just given that you only have 100 focus and Barrage really just messes a lot of that up. Yeah, I kind of had the same experience, especially with a fight like Brackenspore, where it's hard to, you know, sometimes you get lucky and the ads are close to each other. But generally, you've got to spread Barrage pretty thin to uh, hit multiple targets. And so I would also find Glaive was a lot better in use my focus on getting my dots up on every target instead of on trying to somehow get barrage to hit multiple targets. Yeah. And then what about level 100? Uh, <laughs> is, it, is it, I mean, exotic munitions looks like a good fit um, <clears throat> just because of the magic damage, so to speak. But uh, I mean, lone wolf and then of course, uh, focusing shot is the one I was about to forget the name of which has that movement penalty. So, so what, what, what do you want to take at level 100 as survival? Delirium, do you want to go? Cause I, I have my own take on this. But. Sure. I'll, I'll give it a try. Um, I don't, I don't know if I have a right answer at all, but, uh, I haven't liked, 
uh, exotic munitions for survival. It just doesn't um, doesn't seem to have the DPS increase, at least when I've been playing as the other two. I tried about half the fights with Focusing Shot and half with Lone Wolf, and I actually got a little bit better DPS with uh, Focusing Shot, even with the movement penalties. It's not enough that I was ever... Uh, there weren't any fights in High Mall that I couldn't run Focusing Shot with. Uh, maybe a couple spots in Twins where it got a little bit hairy, or I had to kind of cut it close, but with Disengage and other movement abilities, it wasn't too bad. <clears throat> so... I had uh, previously, I don't know, months ago, said that I really didn't like focusing shot for survival, and I have to take that back. It's still a little rough with the 100 focus. Uh, you don't have a lot of play, especially with the long cast time. You know, you've, you're getting about 64 focus out of that shot, and so making sure you're low enough to not cap is a little hard, but with instance, it kind of makes up for that. So I'm ready to say focusing shot is uh, at least my top talent for survival. So yeah, what I was saying was I see every benefit with focusing shot. Um, uh, I just don't like the movement restriction uh, mm -hmm. when we're doing things like uh, Orgron and Brackenspore, which have been our primary two challenges right now. Uh, you just have to move so much, and it's really hard to get those shots off, I, I felt like. So I've been sticking with Lone Wolf. Um, the problem with Lone Wolf is that it doesn't really affect Serpent... Well, it doesn't. It doesn't affect Serpent Sting damage right. at all. Um, and you kind of miss out on that, but you still get the benefits and the, the shots that it does list. Um, and and I may try focusing shot on fights where I get to stand still and turret a little bit more, like probably like on Kargath, I'll give it a go. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just don't really care for planting my feet in that manner. But I mean, I, I totally see why it would be worth it. 100%. Yeah, and that was the big thing for me, was making sure I could get up um, a Serpent Sting on every target. And there were a few fights. I should run through it a few more times with uh, Survival. I didn't realize how much Barrage was kind of hindering me until a little bit later. So with Focusing Shot, you can always immediately pull focus for anything. You know, you have two seconds and you're yeah. back to full focus. So it makes Barrage a little bit easier if you do want to try to run Barrage. Um, and that's, I think, why I started taking it. But once I switch back to Glaives, then you kind of have a lot more freedom to choose, I think, between the talents and see what feels well, right for you. In, in the way I was handling Barrage, because I was, I was using it for a, a, quite a while on Brackenspore, um, and what I liked about it, or how I used it, actually, was I just saved focus for it. Like... Once the spore shooters were about to come out, and you could usually get a pretty good cleave going on. Like, I wouldn't use Barrage on cooldown. I would use it actually every 30 seconds as opposed to every 20. So, I mean, after a, f a fourth cycle of spore shooters, I mean, yes, I would be missing out on one full Barrage. Um, but I found it a lot more handy to time it and get the most benefit out of it that way than to actually use it on cooldown and interrupt all of my focus because you, you go from 60 to zero and you have to build all the way back up again. And then with black arrow and, you know, crows and stuff like that, you, you kind of starve yourself, like we mentioned. So I was, I was using it a little bit differently than just on cooldown, but yeah, it was interesting. That was the first time I think I've ever opted to use brush like that. Yeah. And that definitely makes a lot of sense. And I think there's a few fights where barrage does better. If you do that, I was trying to think, uh, what's 
We were just talking about the guy, uh, the wizard, before you get to Impregnator. Korag. Korag, that's yeah. the name. Yes, um, there are several places where you're about to get 5,000 ads, so it's definitely <laughs> worth it to save Barrage, or, uh, you know, especially situations like that. I didn't try much with... Uh, where, so, Solar, when you guys were doing it, uh, are you getting the spore shooters pretty close to each other? Or what are all of you trying to save it for? Just spore shooters or also the whatever that mushroom's called? Yeah, I mean, the, so there's going to be uh, potentially five things you can cleave onto. There's Bracken Spore, there's the Fungal Flesh Eater Large Ad, there's the Mushroom, and then there's the three spore shooters. I think that's six. I forget. But yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah, but depending on where they spawn, you can actually at least in my experience, get three things to be hit by your barrage up, or up to six, depending on the location and where you're positioned. So I've been enjoying it just for that benefit. Um, and so what's your priority when you're doing that fight? I think in our group, we, you know, the mushroom goes down first, kind of no matter what, and the fungal eater stays up a lot longer. Um, and the spore shooters are kind of the ranged priority. But are, are, is the mushroom up long enough that you're able to get all six of those in there? Um, all six of what exactly? I mean, the, when I the said ad, six, sorry. I just meant, yeah, I just meant yeah. targets hit. Um, so it, we, we have uh, damage delegated to different things. Like for the mushrooms, unless it's on top of us when we're inside, you know, the healing, right? Or the haste buff. Right, right. Uh, we'll kill it immediately. Like everyone switches to it. But if it's out like in the middle of nowhere, we just, you know, have our dot classes take care of it. Because it's not really an okay. issue out there. Interesting. Um, and then the spore shooters, yes, are a ranged priority. Because they do a lot of damage. on the Just curious, as a hunter, are you uh, blocking the spores? Or what? I don't know what those green globs they shoot out are. Or are yeah, you guys so just letting those hit the raid? No, well, I mean, we it, it took us a couple of attempts. Bracken Spore honestly should have been dead. We, we should have killed him um, on Thursday. But we're going back in tonight to finish him off. Um, we had a hard time working on the strategy, but yeah, we, we've, we've figured out a few interesting things and, and yes, the hunters are, are now sitting out to soak the sports shooters. Um, interestingly enough, I heard and haven't tested yet, but I'm, I'm very excited to tonight. Uh, when Bracken Spore casts infesting spores, the ramping up raid damage he does, that's mm -hmm. stacks to 10. Apparently you can feign death it and <laughs> have the stacks reset. I, again, can't confirm just heard it want to try it but if that's the case um the infesting spores really only deal a lot of damage past the six stack so if you feign death at five you're just going to get two really small stacks of five and that way it's a lot more manageable uh for your healers um to to not have to worry so much about you and, and heal other members of the raid um so i thought that was pretty cool and i can't wait to try that tonight because that's a big deal yeah definitely Love pain death. So where does stampede kind of fit into survival or, or just it just doesn't? I mean, are, are there any situations where you might want to take that just to get a little bit more burst for that spec? Or is it just it just can't outperform a murder of crows due to the one minute cooldown on that? Yeah, there have been huge arguments about that recently. I think uh, I think some of that means nobody knows. But also the Sims are kind of showing a lot of variance. What it looks like right now is if you are taking Lone Wolf, you actually get an extra pet out of the deal. So <laughs> normally it calls out four extra pets. 
Um, so you get your, you know, if you're taking a different ability than Lone Wolf, you get your regular pet plus, which you always get, plus four pets. Um, but if you take Lone Wolf, you still get the Lone Wolf buff and five more pets because it's bringing out your whole stable. So as for a fight that goes over, you know, five minutes and 30 seconds, they're getting a lot of damage out of those two stampedes right. without losing your Lone Wolf buff. Um, and so I think that's where Stampede has really been shining. And it looks like it's a little bit more damage than five or six uh, A Murder of Crows. Right, yeah, well, so yeah, hey, there you go. I mean, that was the answer you're looking for right there. Yeah, so a longer fight or a fight where you're going to get at least two Stampedes is where you might want to consider taking it. And there are yeah. some of those that are like that. And so what I've been, you know, it kind of, you can just look at how it lines up if you're at... Um, once you get back up then to, you know, nine minutes, you're going to get all nine of those murder of crows in, and that's going to start competing with damage again. Uh, but I think at points where you're getting just barely getting off two stampedes, you know, right at the beginning and right at the end, then you're really, uh, benefiting a lot from that long cooldown. Is that just true for stampede in general, regardless of your spec, or is it really more of a survival thing? I think it's survival and marksman. If you're playing lone wolf, it does really well because it kind of cheats and gives you an extra mm-hmm. pet. Um, and if you're not, then it's doing you know 25% less damage. So with focusing shot or uh, exotic munitions, I mean. Now I know Delirium, you were playing with the Sims. You and Bendek, I think, were playing with the Sims earlier this week, and we're talking about uh, steady focus because I think we mentioned that Thrill of the Hunt seems to be very strong talent in that tier, certainly for marks in survival but what about steady focus i mean you, you i think you said you found a bug in the sims yeah and so, it was underperforming as a result and wasn't that for beast mastery yeah well it, it's it applies to all three specs but it has the most effect for beast mastery especially with the new focus fire buff uh so what was happening is the ability gives you what 50 percent more focus is that correct uh focus regeneration yeah, so instead of yes. four you get six base um, and your pet actually inherits 125% of your focus regeneration. So if you have steady focus up, it inherits 125% of that 150%. Uh, so it, it keeps going up uh, and multiplying for your pet. But in the SimCraft, in Simulation Craft, it wasn't applying the buff to the pet. So the pet was getting your, you know, only getting six focus per second still instead of its uh, nine focus per second that it gets in the actual game. Uh, so what was happening is is you don't get the extra basic attacks for your pet. Uh, and it's only about 10% more, 15% more basic attacks. So for survival and marksmanship, you know, that's damage that you would have been getting otherwise. Uh, but it's not a huge portion of damage. For beast mastery with adaptation, first of all, that's a huge amount of damage that you're losing on the sim. And you're getting the... Uh, your pet's able to do its basic attack more, so you're getting a lot more frenzy stacks. You know, so uh, I think on the simulations, once we once it was fixed, they uh, they're reporting it's doing you know maybe five or ten percent more focus fire uptime, so, just from that little fix. So I th- I think in Blackrock Foundry, uh, we we might be seeing a little bit less of marksmen just because of how movement intensive some of the encounters seem to be. Do you think that this would ink out over uh, survival? terms of single target damage given how many many stacks of frenzy you'll be getting 
Yeah, I haven't gotten it to in a sim. I've been trying to run a lot of different options. Um, but as Beast Mastery scales, I'm not sure what our gear is going to look like. I know we get a lot more multi-strike in Blackrock Foundry uh, and have a lot more options on our uh, stat priorities mm -hmm. that we really don't have right now with the limited gear of these eight bosses. So it could be that you know somebody finds a build that works amazing for Beast Mastery. Um, right now, I think it's mostly important for AOE, and because you know, as you get more um, attacks from your pet, that means more cleave also. So it's uh, it works really great for AOE. Uh, that extra focus is enough to keep up your multi shot and uh, run those beast cleave hundred uh, percent. So that's kind of your your only focus as AOE, I suppose, and it works out pretty well. Um, Again, you know, I don't know if it's enough to bring it above either of the other specs, but for people who are Beast Mastery diehards, I think this steady focus has definitely pulled into the lead uh, as far as uh, the uptime on focus fire goes. So interesting. And now that all three specs are kind of <clears throat> performing like you you would hope they would, they're they're very close. What does this do for the stat priorities, and 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 how should people think about managing this? You know, which in terms of like enchants, uh, gems and things that they might get. I mean, scopes even. I mean, we have a question about scopes uh, later on actually. But <clears throat> is there, should we try and min-max for one particular spec? Is there a way to balance it out? What's 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 a good recommendation for people? Yeah, I, I haven't found a good way to balance it out. I know that's it, been a lot of the argument on the forums mm -hmm. recently is to get survival above marksmanship. You have to have a survival build. You can't switch back and forth very easily. Um, yeah, you, you you really have to dedicate yourself to multi-strike if you are interested in playing survival. But it's so hard because, I mean, while survival kind of is a jack of all trades, like it's got good single target, it's got, I mean, respectable AOE. Uh, I mean, there are still instances where you may opt to switch to marksmanship to get the extra kill shots and the careful aims like we talked about, or for beast mastery to get you know ridiculous cleave. Uh, so it's really hard to to pick, you know, a stat that may be not the best for one, but streamlined relatively well for all three. Um, and it's it's kind of been a big point of contention on the forums. There hasn't been a whole lot of, uh, you know, uh, claims and evidence to back up a lot of the uh, reports that I've seen. But it seemed like, you know, it's like we were saying, survival really wanted a lot of that multi-strike. But I mean, that just doesn't really bode well for the other two specs, and, you know. But I mean, Delirium, what have you seen? Yeah, I, I've, I've, I'm almost mixed and matched my character. Like I've got, it's, it's all over the place, really. It's like, like, like I said, it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, swing, swing, switch specs when you play two or three specs and have your enchants be represented appropriately. Yeah, I don't know about you guys as a, a servers, but on Draenor, the uh, gift ofs are still insanely expensive. And I don't yeah, have my happened? enchanter. Why are, they, why are they like 5k, man? Like my server yeah. just jacks up the prices. And I was like, I don't want to pay this money. <clears throat> yeah, it's just the materials that are, are needed to, to make them, I believe. I, you know, I may look something up real quick here. But I, 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 they, were, they were very work order intensive for one, you know, if you had to have an enchanting shack and producing right. uh, work orders. <clears throat> but I think it required more than just the, the gems that you got out of there. Yeah, so. <clears throat> And that was, I think there was a 
herb requirement, but it didn't seem like too much. But it was more than my enchanting shack could on an alt could keep up with the. Uh, I couldn't get enough crystals to switch back and forth between gift ofs every fight, so I can't quite manage to min max and switch specs every fight, which is disappointing. I think, and especially with reforging gone, that's kind of your only option for really yeah altering your stats significantly. Yeah, so those, yeah, those gift subs, they, they usually take like a temporal crystal, like multiples of those, like four of those. And then they take like the sorceress, earth, and fire and stuff like that, three or four of those. So people aren't, oh, right, just, yeah. they're not swimming in those. So that's why they're, that's why they're that expensive. They're, they're very costly to make. And those crystals from the, if you are doing it on the uh, garrison building, it takes 10 of the whatever you get from work orders to make exactly exactly crystal yeah so anyways i uh, it's been kind of hard to really check and test and try to min max all of uh all of the specs so i don't i don't know if we're really going to have significant data to make a really great conclusion i mean right now on the we can change stuff on the sims quite easily so that's what most people are going off of but i'm not sure if it's going to translate to real life it looks like a lot of people are switching to survival. Uh, I think there were a lot of people who didn't like playing without a pet and playing this long oh, casting. Sure, sure. So if or, we at least get, you know, a good chunk of people playing survival, we'll but, have but, enough but, courses but, soon but, enough to know. And, and that really hasn't changed for, for Marksman. I mean, Lone Wolf still seems to be like a very strong talent uh, period. <clears throat> so Yeah, I'm I've at least this early in the expansion, I'm still getting a little better results from focus, uh, focusing shot, but on higher movement stuff. Yeah. Lone Wolf is the go-to. But I think, I think overall, um, from, from what I've seen anyway, like if you want to, if you want to swing back and forth, uh, you have to like multi-strike has the yeah. best stat weights for all three of the specs yeah. right now. Like, I mean, while there are the attunements, right? Like, you know, crit yeah. mastery, uh, multi-strike. I mean, I think multi-strike is more of a jack of all trades for the three. I mean, if you, you know, can get, if you can get the main stat, perfect. But if you want to enchant to, to, to comp, you know, to comp or not compensate, but to complement the, the two or three specs that you do play on a, mm -hmm. you know, consistent basis, then you can, it's, it's safe enough to go with that one i think multi-strike yes yeah i'm not sure with the steady focus change for beast mastery if people are all going steady focus to get all those uh basic attacks then it's going to improve the value of mastery but right now it looks like i don't know if you guys have seen the same it looks like multi-strike is doing better than mastery in general for beast mastery also is that what you guys have seen for what's that exactly sorry for bm it seems like most people are reporting multi-strike still having a higher value than mastery. Uh, yeah, I think that's true. I think mastery is the lowest stat priority for BM right now. Is it not? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I, I haven't played it. Let's much, triple so. check. I think <laughs> I think the three the theory craft reds back up on MMO champion. Um, it was gone for a while and now it's back up, uh, which is nice. So Azor, thank you for bringing it back up. Um. And it looks, yeah, Mastery's at the bottom end of the BM stat priority right here. Um, it goes, yeah, it goes multi-strike, versatility, crit, haste, Mastery. But I mean, but keep in mind, those are all within, you know, multi-strike is the highest one by a stretch. And then after that, all four of the other stats are fairly within line with each other. I mean, like I said, 
I mean, it's it's great to optimize and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I mean, the, the 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 significant changes in between these secondary stats are very minute still. Like you're not going to notice like a thousand DPS increase by you know switching one enchant from crit to mastery or whatever. Yeah, so we kind of got through most of the survival ones. Uh, mm-hmm. You said Solar, you've been playing some Beast Mastery. What other talents are you taking or finding most beneficial? You said Thrill was your favorite for survival. Were you doing that for uh, BM also? Or? Yeah, I was. I was doing Thrill for BM as well. Um, I, I, or. <laughs> What was I doing? For survival, I had Thrill the Hunt, Murder of Crows, and Barrage. And then for BM, I had Dire Beast, Murder of Crows, Barrage, and Adaption. Um, BM is mainly my solo spec. I only, Like I said, I only really brought it out of the woodworks mm-hmm. to play on, on Korag just because of our composition. Um, but uh, I think this Dire Beast still scale the best for single target, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what Bendak did some sims, and he was saying yeah. Dire Beast was their stay focus and Dire Beast were getting close to equal on, on single target. But yeah, Dire that was Beast my question: like, really what good. happened to, to to Dire Beast for 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 Beast Mastery? That always seemed to be the one <clears throat> to take there. But yeah, so you know that still scales with Mastery. Steady Focus has a Mastery scale. Thrill doesn't exactly, so it's kind of uh, I think lacking for BM. But both of those specs on single or both of the Steady Focus and Dire Beast to look really good for single target Beast Mastery. And then I, I guess, you know, uh, Murder of Crows and Stampede kind of have the same argument, I think, because you always have a pet with BM. Most people are taking Murder of Crows. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. then Adaptation, of course, just seems, is that's like a complete, well, complete no-brainer, it sounds like. Of course, yeah. yeah. Adaptation's awesome. But, I mean... I, I I still find murder to be useful on several encounters like uh Brackenspore, uh Imperator, uh the last dude. Like you can mm-hmm. find really good instances to chain strong strings of murder of crows mm-hmm. on targets and get a lot of uptime on murder. Yeah, and that was my yeah, question too, because awesome. we've we've sort of talked about the one minute cooldown, but we didn't really talk about the other aspect of it where the uh, the cooldown will be reset if the target dies before uh the crows have uh, worn off. <clears throat> So, like I said, in those multi-ad fights, I'm sure you can find multiple opportunities to, as you say, chain them across ads and get get a bunch of extra damage in that way. And that certainly that Korag fight would seem one where that would you could find uh, chances to do that. Where else, maybe? Yeah, I think Brackenspore we mentioned. I'm not sure. I mean, Texas, you can to some extent, especially if you're killing one set of four before you go back to the other shard um so tectus has some opportunity i think i'm not sure about the other solar yeah for um well isn't dire beast the choice for uh aoe is it not that's a different tier for uh no aren't you talking about uh aoe on tectus though when did you take- oh no murder of crows just oh, yeah, places yeah. that we can uh spread that out well, well, yeah. So there's what? So that, let's let's think of all the fights then for Heimal, where you can so Tectus, you can do one. I mean, I guess you can spend the focus for that, of course. Uh, I mean, you just have to watch it. Like if 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 an ad is is sinking fast, and you're like it's at sixty percent, but in five or six seconds it's gonna be dead. I mean, don't don't waste murder on that. Like uh, like really good examples are spore shooters because those usually last for like ten or fifteen seconds. Um, 
I like on the last fight for uh, Imperator, uh, the, the War Mages and the Reavers, if you do it on uh, Heroic as well, like you can usually snipe pretty good Murder of Crows back to back on those guys pretty well. Um, things you can get, because you have 15 seconds. That's what you have to keep in mind. You have, you have to ask yourself, is this going to die in 15 seconds to get the refresh cooldown? And if the answer is yes, then absolutely go for it. But I tend not to do it. Uh, I tend not to waste murder on things that are going to be dead in, you know, five or six seconds time. Because I just don't feel like it's worth the focus, you know, the 30 focus. And then it's it's almost dead by the next Cobra cast you get out. And then you have to use it again. Mm, not not a huge fan. I, I like them as long as the duration can possibly get. Yeah, so I'm getting other than Chim Shot, a murder of crows is you know my most powerful instant um, on marksman. And for survival, I think it does a lot more damage per cast than any ability. Um, so it's I I think the cutout. I looked at it. I can't remember exactly what the number was, but I think it was around eight or nine seconds where it became more valuable than an aimed shot. Uh, so you know the the focus cost is pretty low, 30 focus, uh, but it needs to stay alive more than eight or nine seconds before it's uh, doing more damage than an aim shot would have done. Well, and, the same. and that was exactly, and that was almost what I was just saying a second ago. Like you right. don't want to, you don't want to, you know, cut it so short that it's not worth using. Like if you can get like pro- probably ballparking around nine or ten seconds of uptime, then that's when it's worth using, uh, and you'll still get the reset, of course, because it's it's a it's an add or a, an additional summoned monster. Right. So just curious, I've had a couple of times where the reset didn't happen. Has anybody else seen that bug? Or maybe uh, it's just my bad luck. Speaking of bugs, no, I haven't seen that one happen. Um, but have you seen the one, the times where Killshot will only go off? Oh once? my goodness, What's Killshot. What's up with that? That yeah, makes me that's curious tough. when you hit that thing and it only and it doesn't reset because the, the thing is still alive. I can't yes, for the yes. life figure out what is causing that. Yeah, I know there was a... on. Uh, Oh, the guy with the shield, whose name I couldn't remember just a minute ago. Korath. Korath. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, there's a problem with the shield, so it wasn't resetting. But I think that was a, you know, pretty understandable. It's kind of silly that we get to use an execute every, I like you it. know, the whole fight. I, yeah, that's like, kind of fun, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I know I like it, but I don't, I'm not going to complain if it doesn't reset on that. But other times, it's just, you know, he'll be at 20% health. A boss will be in. Just my kill shot doesn't reset. So mm-hmm. hopefully, oh, yeah. Uh, that's something they're looking at or they can get a hot fix in for that. Well, I, yeah, I hope so because I, I like for sometimes I think I might like that. I hit it too fast that I double tap kill shot and they, I just missed the reset go off. And I'm like, no, there's no way. And then I look at my Scada and it'll be like an odd or an odd number, right? Like I'll say three kill shots and I go, Oh, that's not right. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, maybe something to ticket a dev about or tweet at or something like that. Cause I mean, that is a certain loss of damage, right? Like, Kill shots aren't, you know, they don't hit like noodles, like upwards of 100k plus. I mean, it's big money damage right there. Yeah, even after the yeah. nerf, they're still a great mm-hmm. shot. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I, th- I think we pretty much just tore up everything you guys need to know about <laughs> where the new specs stand right now. I yeah, mean, exactly. The fact that they're close, and I mean, maybe just a quick recap then. I mean, um, so because one of the things, there were, they were, there were times when they were close in Miss, but we always sort of said there was no reason to take marksmanship over the other two in Miss of Pandaria because the specs all felt very, very similar. <clears throat> but that doesn't seem to be the case now. So real quick, what does like Beast Mastery have to offer 
over the other two. Like, why would you want to be a, a BM hunter right now? Really and we can strong. go. Oh, go no, go ahead. I was just say BM offers really strong burst damage cleave. Like if you have focus fire up and you have beast or wrath up and you're spamming multi shots and stuff like that, like the, the cleave damage is just through the roof. I mean, I've had AOE pulls that surpass even 110k now on certain instances wow. at the end of Texas and stuff like that. You spike up just so high um, with with those two heavy cooldowns running, and and then Beast Cleave is just really good. Um, but yeah, and who hasn't wanted target, to get Gera out? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm going to get some flack for this. I haven't done it. I have not done the Gera quest line yet, just because. I don't know. Whenever, whenever I'm, I, I bring out Beast Mastery for two reasons: one, if the raid needs it, and two, if I'm soloing. And when I'm soloing, I have a Spirit Beast. Uh, sometimes, or more often than not, it's a Shell Spider for the shield. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I mean, I just I know it's out there, and I know it's really cool, and I know it's for us, and I appreciate that. But I just haven't not had the time to go out and get Gary yet. But I mean, it looks cool though. It's a cool mm -hmm. model. All right, and survival. What do they bring to the table now? Uh, uninhibited DPS while moving. You can do your full rotation yeah. with no penalty and still keep up on. I mean, near super close single target with marksman. Yep. And survival also has really good uh, AOE as well. Not as strong as Beast Mastery, but it what what it what it does excel at. And like we said, we were talking about this earlier. It's really good at uh, dotting things up. Which is like, yeah, I'll have like, to check the numbers, but I think it has about five billion dots now. So it's it's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's awesome, and especially like when like four or five ads pop in, and perhaps they're not necessarily uh, you know clumped up, and you have thrill of the hunt running. I mean, you just pop three ten inexpensive focused arcane shots up, and you're running a full duration serpent sting on those ads. And like we said, I mean, serpent sting is like more often than not, like your number two damage ability now for survival, uh, which is pretty nifty. Okay. And then Marksman, of course, uh, if you get to stand still and keep an up an uptime of upwards of 80% uh, sniper training, it's going to out DPS single target survival. Um, and then Marksman also comes with the added benefit of having the careful aim phases for 80% and rapid fire, as well as a strong 35% execute phase. Uh, which is nothing to scoff at. Um, mainly, the consensus has been if you want if you want the single target damage or like the two target damage, go marksman only if you can keep a strong uptime on on uh, mm -hmm. sniper training. Otherwise, uh, go survival. And then and then also don't forget we did talk about the caveat if you don't have a super strong ranged weapon right now, like say you still have like a six thirty or six forty, yeah. survival is a little bit better just because it's not so weapon damage dependent. You know, I, I know we're supposed to be wrapping this up with a uh, general, but I just wanted to get one more thing in there. I'm curious. I've uh, Solar, you haven't done Butcher uh, Mythic yet. No. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I mean, we're yeah, not. He's, anywhere he's a ways away. That, but yeah. The uh, I would think for the enrage period on him, the the I don't know what to call it. Soft. It's not a soft enrage, but when he gets below, is it thirty percent? And gets that huge damn it, you know, you've gotta get him down. He starts doing his charge every thirty seconds. Yeah. Uh, I would think marksman might be the winning spec for that fight I, I would, because I would it's got too. that huge kill command or kill shot uh, well, area where you can use it. And then butcher is super and, and butcher for the most part is relatively minimal movement anyway. So I, yeah, absolutely take marksman for that. No doubt about it. 
Yeah, so that's kind of the big, that kill shot range at 35% is huge. All right. Cool. Uh, well, that was a good discussion there. Yeah, Solar. Talk, you, you mentioned soloing a little bit um, in the Beastmaster discussion, and you did some soloing this week and got some things done. Yeah, uh, I, I did. Uh, so I like basically there's there's about three hunters right now that like to competitively say that we race for soloing kills. Um, in, in the hunter arena, not necessarily the overall solo kills because DKs are always leagues ahead of us, um, you know, tiers before and everything like that. But uh, so I, what I did was I went out and I killed uh, Galleon and Nundasta this week and uh, just, just to see if I could, right? And they're highly sought after solo kills because they do indeed drop mounts and it ended up being uh, the first hunter kill for these two guys uh galleon was like super super hard on beta like there was like no way we were killing galleon unless we're in like mythic blackrock foundry gear on beta but uh, given the buffs that went out uh for hunters um since launch and stuff like that it, it was actually fairly easy but undasta was not easy undasta was not easy at all um he's got he's got that ramping damage and he just trucks your pet and you have to find sources to heal because that spitfire beam still is nasty so i had a really fun time with galleon or uh, with undasta uh, and in addition to that, I have finally written up my solo guide to kill every mountain boss in Mist Pandaria. So if you guys are interested in doing some neat solos that involve bosses from Mist Pandaria to get neat and cool mounts like Elagon and Jikun, I'm going to have the guide all written up uh, right after the show. Like, like 10 minutes after the show is posted, it should be up on Warcraft Hunters Union. So go take a peek if that sounds like something you're interested in. That's awesome. So, so how long does it take to, for these kills? Like, how long are these fights? Sometimes they're in the ballpark of like four or five minutes. But mm -hmm. I mean, my shock kill was like nine. So, I would. It's almost like an actual raid boss, really, like right. a current tier raid boss, anywhere from five to nine minutes. Cool. Then I mean, and, and you, so you've just done the mount bosses so far. Has anyone done like the? Was it the guys on the Timeless Isle, the Celestials at all, or or or, or Ose even, or is that still? The the Celestials have been done. I did the Celestials actually at the very end during the pre-patch. Okay. I killed Zhao. Um, but Ordos, I think, is gonna be a while for that one to happen. Um, yeah, the unavoidable damage on that is pretty rough. Is is very high. Yes. Um. What was I going to say? Uh, yeah, but I mean, in, in order to get to some of these bosses, you still have to clear the uh, the raid, right? So, like, in order to get yeah. to Elegon, you still have to get through up to Spirit Kings and stuff like that. So, you, you get to you get to see some fun stuff along the way before you get to your prized uh, map. <laughs> and and I think there's there's seven total mount bosses, and I think to do like a full clear to get all seven done, you're looking at maybe like a four hour project, perhaps, just to clear the instances and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's something you want to knock out on like a Sunday afternoon or listen yeah. to a couple podcasts i mean it's i i would advise adding it to your list of things you go out and do each week for reward and stuff because they're, they're not too bad they're not too bad i saw last night uh shoot was working on lay shin have there been any other big big hunter kills that you know of yeah so uh unfortunately shoot and i compete against the french uh, got, there's, <laughs> uh -huh. there's a there's a french guy that does a lot of soloing as well um, and that's Durandil. Yeah, yeah Durandil. Yeah, yep. and he's he's I mean crazy good. Mad props to that guy. He thinks outside the box like all the time. Uh, he got Le Shen first, 
uh, and then Shu okay. got him, and then I'm on Primordius right now, just because I I would work on it more. But we added an extra <laughs> we added an extra raid day this week, so I haven't really been able to get a whole lot done. But um, next week is the heroic Throne of Thunder race. Uh, Hordon's gonna be really fun to do on heroic. Uh, Tordos is gonna be really fun to do on heroic. Uh, there's gonna be some neat ones. So yeah, the ra- the race continues. Cool. And you yeah, and you find good. that uh, Beast Mastery, of course, is the spec, and then the. Um, I mean, are you, you're, I assume you're cycling through your pets as you go through some of these fights and others. You're pulling some in and out for, for different things. But you said the shell spider seems to be the, the primary one that you like to bring. Yeah, some. Like, uh, rarely will you ever deviate from running a Beast Mastery build. I actually mm-hmm. did Immersius solo as uh, Marks just because I wanted the, the heal through Chimera shot as well. Mm-hmm. In addition to the Spirit Bond, I had my pet out. It was, it was a weird one. Uh, but yeah, rarely will you uh, ever deviate from Beast Mastery. Um, and for the most part, yes, you will be running a tank pet, um, like a shell spider or a turtle. Um, but sometimes you want uh, the the heals from your spirit beast as well. So like, for example, on Megara, I was using a tank pet, but through high damage phases, every 45 seconds, I would actually, yes, dismiss my pet and and get the spirit mend out and then get the tank pet back out again. So, I mean, you, perhaps not as much cycling as you used to through stable stacking since that's gone. But, I mean, still pets do uh, provide certain benefits. Absolutely. And then do you do anything? I remember way back when, and I think it's it's long outdated, but just curious. Do you ever use anything like the uh, the old like Tier 5 uh, two-piece set bonus, which uh, <clears throat> caused your pet to be healed for like 15% of the damage you deal? I mean, is that... I mean, the stats on that armor obviously is going to be so, so low to almost make you feel naked at this point. But is that something that you think about or is still valuable? Uh, way back when it was, like in Wrath of the Lich King soloing, absolutely that was a thing. I feel like now, given the glyphs that we have, like Glyph of Mending, where we get increased men pet ticks and at a more frequent rate, as well as, you know, defensive cooldowns that are pretty strong, you can, you can chain things pretty well to that. I haven't found the need to break out that uh, two-piece. Um, but it's not out of the question. I mean, if there's if there ends up being a fight where the, the damage out on our pet is just um, unbearable, I mean, it's an, it's an option to pursue. I mean, that's the thing about soloing. It's always dynamic, and there's always a lot of variables at play. Um, but I haven't found the need for it yet. Is that oh, awesome. the question? Definitely not, but yeah, not now. Well, awesome. I mean, look forward to seeing how the other... Uh... Mr. Pandaria raids and everything go, and then I guess eventually, <clears throat> as you get better gear, you'll start tackling some of the Warlords of Draenor stuff, if not the raids, and certainly the uh, the five yeah, yeah. dungeons mean, and stuff the, like that. Uh, exactly. Yeah, perhaps at the end of the expansion, we might dip into like a high mall, perhaps, like mm-hmm. just like end of Siege. I mean, we were, we were making pulls on a Mercy at the end of Siege. Uh, but yeah, the, the Mr. Pandaria content is still very bountiful. Like the we have heroic tot still, and then like Garrosh is the ultimate goal, right? Yep. So we'll see how that goes. Cool. All right. Well, why don't we move on to some? We have some listener Q and A and some tweets and stuff like that. So we've it's actually piled up a little bit throughout the show. So why don't we tackle some of these? Answer some folks' questions. Uh, the so, first one. Was, yeah. yeah go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, the first one was from Aurelius. He said he wants to know: Is there a crypt cap, uh, soft or hard for marksmen? Yeah, uh, so Azur, Azur responds, yes, there is a 43% buff crit cap. 
Uh, but given how high that number is, you might as well go with uh, multi-strike. Remember our jack-of-all-trades secondary stat instead of chasing that heavy crit buff number. Yeah, especially at our current gear levels, once you get to, if you if you stack everything up to 43% crit, it's not going to be that valuable um, because it multiplies with other stats like versatility and multi-strike and your mastery. Um, you're going to want to balance the other stats with it. So it's not worth going up to 40% while your other stats are lagging behind and you don't have a significant amount of those. Yeah, I remember, it was interesting, I remember watching... Uh devise stream from paragon who's the paragon's hunter um after mm -hmm. they killed uh margok this week he was he was doing like a post kill stream and, uh, <laughs> he opened up his character sheet <laughs> his crit was like 42 percent i was like dang man but he, he had like a he had a crazy high item level i mean like crazy crazy high it was i think it was upwards of 680 or something like that no, it couldn't have been six maybe 678 it was super high though like because i don't know yeah like, i think 678 was, yeah. was their wow. average yeah uh next question uh bm jager asks uh are the stat priorities on warcraft hunters union updated i see slightly different priorities and different guides i was going uh multi-strike as bm since that's what i had seen elsewhere but i saw warcraft hunters union showing mastery and was a bit confused uh yeah that's not updated mastery is not bm secondary stat i mean is it it's uh you know, preferred secondary stat? Yes. Is it the one that you should be going for right now? Uh, negative. So I guess that does answer that question. Perhaps we need to revisit some of our guides. Um, yeah, I think the BM... Go ahead, though. Yeah, go ahead. No, you have your, your spot here. Well, as Azertharian was updating the BM guide, I'm not sure if he still is, uh, but since it hasn't been a preferred raid spec, I don't think they were paying a lot of attention to that guide. Um, but there was something I want to say on this, so... All of anywhere you see numbers on, you know, this this stat priority is correct is wrong. <laughs> so there's there's a when you look at the gear you have at this point, like your stat priority is going to change with every different piece of gear you get, every stat you get. It's never going to be this one static thing. Like if you know, just because it says crit, you know, uh, multi strike, whatever else it is. If you just stack crit, as we said in the question before, your other stats are going to lack so much that it's not going to be worth it. You're going to have to balance those as you go. Uh, I think Esoth, I saw uh, the guy who made the WoW Hunter calculator. And, and that site is shaping up quite nicely. I, I didn't yeah. visit it for a time just because I knew there was some inconsistency with it. And like, mm -hmm. hey, no big deal. Like, it's still in development. Like, I totally understand that. But I just revisited it this morning, and I'm like, hey, this is solid. So if you guys haven't checked out Esoth's Hunter tool yet, What's the website for it? Um, WowHunterTools.com. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, WowHunterTools.com is really good. Yeah, and it really is. It's sort of the new uh, female dwarf, essentially, is, is, is what it is. But uh, so something he said, what, you know, you're, you're best in slot list. Once you're into farm, you know, you've got your best in slot list from all of the bosses. But when you're doing progression, you want to take the best gear from the bosses you've killed up until the one you're working on right now, and you want to make the best set of gear. And that's what's going to help you progress the fastest. That's what's going to help you get through the boss you're working on. And so if you just take you know, the stat priority, like the one that's up on MMO Champion right now, it's got you know, those numbers that you can plug into Ask Mr. Robot or whatever. But those are for if you have the best in slot gear from the whole raid. And you don't have that yet, if you know, unless you're one of the 
10 or 11 guilds that have killed all of them. The rest of us are working on our best in slot from all the bosses we've already killed. So it's going to be a little bit different. And I think that's why we're seeing all of the uh, guides have a little bit different answers. I think, you know, Icy Veins has one answer and NMOC has one answer and Warcraft Hunters Union has another. And they're all going to be kind of approximations that aren't actually going to apply to your gear because your gear is a little bit different than everybody else's. Yeah, and keep in mind too, especially with this first raid tier, and it may be like this <clears throat> throughout the expansion now. I mean, there's, you're, 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 most people aren't just sticking to one raid difficulty. They're probably going a little dipping in normal, dipping in heroic, and LFR. So the item levels of your gear across the board is just going to vary. I mean, it's going to be look very inconsistent, especially with Warforged gear and whether or not you get a, a socket on it and things like that. So that's, <clears throat> I, I guess what I'm saying is you're probably not going to have a, no one's going to have the same set of gear across, you know, one from one hunter to the next. It's going to be very different and very different eye levels across the board. So it'll look very non-standard from one hunter to the next. And that's all I had to say about that. (laughs) Uh, Nymph writes in about Lone Wolf. Um, Curious what your opinion on the current state of Lone Wolf. I, for one, have not taken the talent solely because I enjoy the pet aspect of the class. I've mained a hunter since playing in BC, and the idea of playing in-game content in WAD without a pet leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Um... So she goes on to ask. I think we've, I think we've beaten the death yeah. out of this topic, but you want to yes. you want to keep yeah. going. Should, should be wrap. <laughs> she wants <laughs> she wants to know. Yeah. As, as for people wanting the archer ranger class, what would happen if there is a talent that made hunters melee and it outperformed range hunters? Yeah. I'm sure people would range hunters. I'm sure people would be just as frustrated as I am now. They would be, and we and we. I think you're them. right. I I will give you that one. If if they made survival a melee hunter, mm-hmm. I'd be like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm not doing that. Which I I suppose is comparable to making a petless hunter. I I can give you that one, but I still prefer. The ranger archetype. As much as I still love my pets, I I thought it was neat to just be solo. Uh, and that's and I've said yeah, it a hundred yeah. times. I know we've mm-hmm. talked about this a lot. And if you want to go back to other shows, I think we talked about this on every show since launch. Um, I mean, it's certainly a very highly opinionated topic, and a yes. lot of people have a lot of passion about it, which is good. It's good to have people passionate <laughs> about things. But uh, I mean, I think Ben Dax stands more on, on your side, and I kind of will go back and forth on it. But, I mean, you did bring up a good point about melee hunters. I mean, people would throw a fit yeah, about that. I go sure. back and forth on it, too. I always like to chase the DPS uh, whenever I can and, and, and learn something new and, and kind of challenge myself that way. So, I mean, yeah, I don't like Lone Wolf in terms of a flavor, but I'm not. But, hey, <clears throat> it is what it is, and I'm, and I'm certainly willing to try and, and, and learn. But as we've discussed this entire show, things are a lot closer now than they were uh, before and if you really are opposed to lone wolf then you know hey be a bm hunter be a survival hunter and you'll probably do just fine <laughs> yeah so, i mean i don't I know who asked this but somebody's asking uh what if it were called robin hood oh that's from ollie Sander. yeah what no, if we I... called this spec all robin hood robin no you can only use like, a bow, and you have to wear green. Hey, I'll do the arrow spec, maybe. Hey, back on Go first raid, I, I I crusaded the idea of a Robin Hood. Like Did I you? wanted, I wanted the my podcast was named Cloak and Quiver. I wanted That's the true. cloak. That's I true. wanted the quiver. I wanted to look like a a forest ranger for the and love of God. And you did that uh, transmog competition, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
just yeah, just we got make, some, you got some great submissions for that. Just make uh, one tier set with like a hooded figure to give me a nice hood and cloak. Maybe add a quiver to like the back of the shoulders, and I will never complain about a tier set again, ever. <laughs> I might go with like a to to. a green arrow flavor instead of instead of Robin Hood. That might be a little green arrow is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean it's very similar. Yes, I like yes. That. Well, uh, to for Nim's question, you know, I love Rexar, and I'd be totally fine with a yes. melee hunter spec. Rexar, so. Rexar is a total badass. He yeah, is. Rexar is pretty cool. I I take that quest line every time now if i bring another tune through gorgon oh absolutely just, just yeah. to do that yeah i'm actually excited now that they're letting you switch the yes. outpost for cheap because i want all the hunter followers i can get yep. and you have to go south to get that hunter follower yep. but now i can switch my main and still go through uh go through rexar's quest line whenever i want all right uh the last question is from urox and he just said i was just looking at the variety of <clears throat> excuse me ranged weapon enhancements i.e scopes Available for engineers to build and trying to decide which would be best to use. I don't think I've heard anyone discuss this yet. What are your thoughts on this subject? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean. Th this falls right in line with the secondary stat conversation we had yep. just earlier. Um, I mean, if you're going to be going back and forth between specs, I mean, my my belief is that you can get away with multi-strike. Yep. Um, However, if you are dead set on a certain spec, I mean, you'll want to choose the secondary stat that is going to be best represented for it, um, which I believe, uh, I mean, there's three range. How much do they cost, by the way? I, I went through two weapons this week. I think it was like 20 gear spring parts. Yeah. But they're yeah, not that yeah, expensive. No, yeah, they're not. Right. They're 20, 20 they're, gear spring parts. Um, I don't know what they're selling for, but... Uh, but that's plenty that cheap that you can set yeah. an alt up with a yep. you know a level ninety two alt or whatever with their mm -hmm. one build in and that'll be and plenty to supply yeah. your hunter. And that was what I did too. I made I made two scopes and then I bought another three on the auction house. So now I'm all stocked up for if I do want to swing yeah. back and nice. forth a few different secondaries. So I mean I think I bought mine for like two hundred gold to pop. So I mean for the more you know people that have like a couple K lying around and just want to buy a couple scopes up, I I don't see that being. Uh, I, I think that would be a good investment. I think they're going to start to get cheaper too, especially if people keep their engineering shacks right. and start making. Because you know, eventually, once you get your your blingtron, you know, you make that. Eventually, sooner than later, if not already, the crafted gun is going to become somewhat obsolete. Um, you know, it's very expensive to upgrade. Yeah. Uh, as it is, and I think you only can get it up to what uh, normal level at best, maybe slightly better than that. Certainly not heroic level. Yeah, it's 655 or 660. I can't remember which, but that's the highest with yeah. three upgrades and all those savage bloods. Yeah, and it's expensive, and it's expensive to get it to to upgrade to that level. So, yeah, people I mean, that have like the people that have the three of three crafted weapons are out of their mind. I mean, yeah, many, that many savage bloods is just beyond me. Yeah, yeah. So the only thing I'd add to the scope conversation is, depending on your trinkets, you might want to use a different priority on your scope. So for a while, I had the uh, Dark Moon Fair trinket, and the proc on that is crit, uh, if I'm yes. thinking of the right trinket. Okay, so they, uh, what it would happen is it would line up so often with my rapid fire, which is when that soft crit cap really comes into play. You know, and so I was getting a lot of wasted crit. And so while I was using that trinket, I switched to a multi-strike, um, which is still a great, great, uh, secondary stat for marksman 
Uh, so I would use that multi-strike instead of a crit scope. Uh, and I found, you know, so it wouldn't waste as much crit as often. Uh, and so in, there's a few weird trinkets like that. I think uh, there's not a, any kind of cap with multi-strike, so it's always a little safer to go with the multi-strike scope. Uh, and I think Scales of Doom is a multi-strike proc. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scales of Doom. And that's yes, kind of our best-in-slot trinket right now. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. I haven't seen one drop yet. I'm I, I have missed out on both of them. Both oh, of the no. Other, the other two, one hunter got one, the other one coined one, and, I'm, and I got my neat little bow, but that's it. Yeah. I, yeah, I do I, have two pieces of mythic over the other hunters though, which is nice. Oh, it's cool! Very good. Yeah. Else. yeah, I am using the the skull of war. In fact, I've upgraded that to level two, and I'll probably consider upgrading it to level three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's that's on my to do list is to get a skull of war level three. But I mean, it's just the bloods. Like I, yep. pay, and I was like, oh. I mean, I don't have a I don't have a barn in my garrison, which I know is oh. def- de- definitely hurting the hunt for yeah. the savage bloods. But I also have very uh overflowing coffers in my personal reserves so I mean, well, there you go yeah no the bloods aren't the problem right i'm just get, waiting for the to get the war paints at this point I yeah I mean, what is it 200 right yeah 200 some, some for, for level three yeah, Jesus. 150 for level two and then 200 for level three and then 15 bloods each for that so a total of 30 bloods to get it to level three when all is said and done yeah so i had the level one and i haven't seen scales of doom drop in heroic yet but in normal, I rolled the first week it was out. I rolled a uh, Warforge Scales of Doom, so five or six sixty one. That's not bad. It's not quite heroic or mythic, but it's a pretty good trinket right there. And then the other one that sort of comes up is that lucky sided double coin. That's still pretty good, but that's just what a random drop. Was it a world drop? Yeah, or it's you a get world it drop. Salvage traits. Or... So I know we've seen them. Um, I I picked one up on the auction house for I think eighty k. Wow. Gold. Um, and I've seen them anywhere from 75 to 140 yeah, over the last it's several weeks. about 120 over here. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah you're out here on your mind. So. Yeah, that's crazy. In fact, I think if I were to find one, I don't know if I'd, I'd be so tempted <laughs> just to sell it rather than, than use yeah. it, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. To with, be honest with you. It's, I don't think it's as great for survival, but with, um, with marksmanship, it's on use, uh, proc or on use mm-hmm. ability as two minute cooldown so it lines up perfectly with your rapid fire it's that a 20 second awesome. instead of 15 and so it's just you have these massive rapid fire uh, burst abilities and it's just too good to pass up for me wow. yeah i spent so, the day i was like oh yeah i could i could totally be one of those lucky <laughs> people and farm a coin and i spent like eight hours farming iron ore grunts in one of the what is the iron fist harbor or whatever the siege works mm-hmm. you know they're all at and i was like oh after four hours i gave up yeah, one of the hunters in my guild was farming, um, I can't remember what they're called, tamed dire hooves or something like that in Nagra mm-hmm. that has a pretty decent drop chance of them. And he spent, yeah, killed some odd 10 million of them over eight hours or so. And he got the necklace, the 665 necklace oh, cool. drop that dropped from him, but hasn't seen the luck of double sided coin yet. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Well, I still keep, every time I, I sort of hold my breath every time I get a, Big crate of salvage, hoping hoping this will be the one. But I, yep. I, I've gotten nothing good out of there. I mean, yeah, me neither. I don't know who's getting follower good gear. Out of it. That's it. That's well, it. I have tons of follow gear. I have more follow gear than I know what to do with. <laughs> but yeah, one of one of our raiders just rolled one of the ink trinkets out of his salvage crate. <laughs> so I mean, it, it happens. And wow. Yep. All, I mean, yeah. Just got to get lucky. Cool. Well, yeah, I, I guess so. 
I think that's it for today. At least my voice is fading here, so I'm going to get the heck out of here. But uh, hey, good, good show, guys. I think we covered a lot, a lot of good information today. I was very, very, very pleased. So, uh, you have been listening to episode 207 of the Hunting Party Podcast. I'm Dark Brew from thebrewhall.com and the Brew Hall on Twitter. And Valerian. Uh, oh, I'm so I'm yeah. Solar Flare from Cloak and Quiver and at the underscore Solar Flare on Twitter. And I'm Delirium from ThrillOfTheWild.com and at DeliriumHunts on Twitter. Okay. Check us out on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, or at our RSS feed to your readers. And we have all these links available in the show notes. Uh, one quick, I got an email from iTunes. I don't think it'll be an issue, but I guess with the holiday season, they're, they might be a little bit, they're certainly slow accepting new podcasts, like brand new ones. But uh, they said it could even take a little bit longer for newly published ones to get there. But hopefully that won't be an issue. But we'll see. But we'll get it up there as soon as we can. I think think mine was in there within the week when I did it. It was pretty pretty quick. Uh, But if you have a question or topic you would like to discuss on the show, email us at huntingpartypodcast at gmail.com or send us a tweet at huntingpartypod. And if you're not following us there, I would recommend you do so to get show updates. Yeah, please do. All right. Stay thirsty, my friends. Remember to drink your dark brew lager. Always flare at choke points. And remember to heed the thrill of the wild. For the horde. A life stealer. That's just the cost of being awesome souls. A news player. A boss slayer. I rock out with my life. Which one have we killed the most? Health is odd to